this Najee Dorsey with another installment of Bio Talks. Currently here with September Great, September Great Gallery in Atlanta, Georgia. How you doing? I'm great, Najee. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for taking yeah. th- thanks for taking time, September. I know you you're busy. You got a great show up right now with Louis Del Sar. Can you talk to us a little bit about that? Of course. It's it's incredible. It's called Passion Poetry. Um, and if, if those that aren't familiar, he's a, a, an incredibly profound figurative expressionist. Um, he's celebrated for his mixed media and works on paper. He's also known for a lot of his murals um, done across the country. And he's just incredible. He, he's got this whole romantic intrigue and spirituality and also this childlike quality of work um, that just speaks. And in, in this particular theme, it's passion and poetry. So you see the passion of families, of women, of men of just blacks celebrating life in many different facets and ways so i'm really i'm proud to have the work up i'm proud to work with an artist that's been doing this for over 50 years and he also teaches art at morehouse college school um here in atlanta georgia so i'm just really proud and excited to have the exhibit up right now um and just as an added bonus i want to say that he'll be speaking uh, on August the 25th, he'll do an artist talk on this particular body of work, and we'll get to hear about his history, of course, and this particular body of work that he created for the gallery. Fantastic. Well, you know, we're huge fans of of uh, Louis' work. Uh, Louis, you know, uh, Louis Del Sar, you know, calling Louis. I'm a huge fan of his work. Uh, we, we, we have the pleasure of, of, of having a few pieces in our collection and would definitely encourage anyone who's not familiar with his work to get by the gallery, see the work, find something to fall in love with and live with, right? Right, exactly, <laughs> exactly. I know that's right. So tell, tell me a little bit about, um, talk, before we get into this article piece, uh, yes. how long have you been the ga- in the gallery business? I've been doing this for seven years now. Okay, how did you get started? Oh, gosh. Um, honestly, um, have, I've been a collector for a while, over 20 years, collecting work and just always had a fascination with art and um, just a love. It was a love and a passion. Went back to school at the age of 39 um, and studied art history. And as I finished school, I thought about being a curator, thought about some other avenues um, of using my degree, and really realized I would be so limited um, by doing that, that I I thought, okay, I can reach a broader audience, I can kind of um, make it my own, if you will, and kind of create what I want, and what I'd like to see. And what I'd like to see is more work shown by African American artists, for more people of color to collect great work, not just people of color, but people, period, to create, um, to collect, I'm sorry, great work. Um, and I just decided, let me make it my own. So I started consulting, doing private shows, mm-hmm. uh, showing emerging artists, mid-career artists, some well-established artists. And it just kind of created a life of its own, and I opened the gallery. And it's just been something I love to do. I love showing the work. Um, I love working with the artists and giving them the visibility they need and educating my audience on the importance of collecting and, and giving them the passion that I have and, and seeing just seeing the history in the work, seeing the um, benefits and experience of owning great work by great artists. So it's it's all around just something I'm passionate about and I love doing. So I have to say it's 
it's something I'm partial about because I love it so much. And I just share, I'm sharing what I love with other people, but I'm also giving them something that has a huge value um, when it comes to your culture, a huge value uh, in the appraisal world as far as collecting work that is a great investment as well. So it's just something, again, I really love doing. And um, I think if you're in the art business, you have to love it or otherwise you shouldn't do it. Oh, without a doubt. You mentioned when you talk to people about the importance of collecting, collect, uh, collecting. Can you dive into that just a little bit more? Why, why have you found collecting to be so important? Really, artwork. It to me, it's it's um, it's a way of understanding who we are in society and and who we, where we came from, and it reflects what's going on in the world around us, whether it's nationally or globally. It's a reflection of who we are and how we live this life. And as we know, for going back decades and centuries uh when it comes to primitive art just you know if we look at the cave drawings everything is depicting life as we live it and as we learn and as we grow and as we evolve as people so the art speaks to the human race and it speaks to who we are and when you look at art you're able to look back and see something that happened before that's happening now or what's going on in the world. And it just gives you a perspective of who you are in society. So when you're collecting work, you're showing that you appreciate and put place value on your culture. And that's very important because we all want to be remembered and leave something um, back, leave something behind that says we were here, we live, and we created something that's that's important and it gives credibility to society so that's why you have all the museums and institutions up that pay homage to what they've done or celebrate who they are in the world and that's the most important thing you can do in this world you're you're showing who you are where you came from and what significant contributions you've made so when you're collecting you're carrying on a tradition you're you're not just collecting work that you can live with and that you just love to live with that's beautiful in your home or your space you're saying this was important this is something that happened it's just i'm sorry in society and um this is important to me and this i'm giving it credibility and visibility and therefore i place a huge value on this and that way when you value it society values that and they put a price on that Mm -hmm. and that's why work ends up going for millions or hundreds of thousands of dollars or whatever they decide to put that price on it because it's it's saying that you value that and it's important to who you are in society so that's a, a a big factor when you're buying work and i think it's important to know as a collector that's not just saying oh this work is beautiful you've got to look even deeper than that and understand why you're collecting the work because you're not just buying work to decorate your home or your office space well you shouldn't be you should be buying work that reflects who you are in society and saying i matter and i'm giving credibility to those that are here or that came before and it will go further absolutely the um you know we 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 celebrate the art we celebrate the artists we've got the museums yes but you know we never we never talk about a celebrate uh acknowledge really much the much of the role of the dealer in the gallery you know that's talk, true talk a little bit talk a little bit let, let's let's you know let's take some people to the woodshed let's school, let's school them a little bit about okay. why uh, why it is so important for us to have galleries and dealers wow oh uh, 
let me just start by saying that anytime you want to make something important and just validate its worth, you want, of course, other people to see the validation in it. And and in the art world, there's just, there's the dealer and the gallery. And and the whole role is to bring the visibility and, and give the credibility to the work that it deserves so that it can go to the museums and to the collectors. And by showing this work, you're actually helping that artist over time get to that point you're you're creating a venue where you're showing the importance of the work and you're giving it a space where it can and just kind of come out out of the studio out of their their space where they're creating and bring it to the broader world so you're introducing it to relationships mm-hmm. um you're showing it to people that the, the uh it's an outlet that otherwise the artist may not have an introduction to and the art world can be a little tricky it can be a little elitist it can be closed-minded it can be closed off to certain certain people depending on where you are and where you live mm-hmm. so the the gallery is saying look this is important this is something you should see this is something we should celebrate and i want you to respect the work and buy it so we can continue to help these artists get their work out to the mainstream to the museums and give it its proper due and help the work appreciate over time in the marketplace so the gallery that's what our big responsibility is to do is to navigate the collector and help them understand the art market and why it's important to collect this work Hey, Black Art in America family, this is Najee Dorsey. Thank you again for listening to another installment of Buy Your Talk. We're going to take a minute to bring you up to speed on some of the things that we've got going. If you uh, enjoy this particular program or the other programs here on Black Art in America and would like to be a patron supporter, we now have that capabilities. Visit the patronage uh, link. You can find it in the educational resources tab in the navigation bar. I also want to make you aware of we're introducing BuyBlackArt.com will be a fine art listing place for artists and collectors to list works at no commissions. That's right. No commissions. So be sure to stay tuned for that. That's launching June 1st. The other thing is that if you've always wanted to start a business or you've given thought to starting a business, we now have Garden Art for the Soul. So look for the Garden Art Biz link in the nav bar. And once again, thank you for listening to this message of some of the new and exciting things happening with Black Art in America. And we're going back to the program. Well, so that's going to lead me into the, the purpose of our call, you know, earlier this week or well, I don't know, in last week, actually in the last week, uh, an article comes out in the Times asking the question, why are there no great black art dealers? How did it, how, I mean, how did that make you feel? I mean, I'm sure you read you read the piece. You're familiar with the piece, correct? Right. Well, the title threw me off. Why have there been no great black art dealers? Because there's a lot of great black art dealers. I want to say, why haven't you done more research? Uh, what are you looking for? You know, it reminded me of a quote by Romare Bearden that said, black art has always existed. It just hasn't been looked for in the right places. Mm-hmm. Black galleries have always existed. People have not been able to maybe find them or look for them, but they've always been there. 
um, I can just off the top of my head name 10 gallerists now that I know of that are in existence. So are you saying they're not great because they're black or have you not looked? So I thought that whoever wrote the article didn't really do their research um, because there have been great black art deals. It's just been a difficult market to navigate and um, it's there's a lot going on in the art world and the art and the article touches on it um, how we've been absent so from so many things in relation to the arts when you look at art history or, or just the art world in particular it has not been very fair to artists of color um, and helping artists of color get that intro so there's been many black flying black art dealers, I just don't think they've been able to maybe look for them or maybe they didn't have the time to before they wrote this article. I can't just, I just thought the title was, yeah, totally incorrect. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's what I found problematic with it too. If they would have just kept it at the article and let that be, you know, it would have been, it would have been fine. But, you know, to pose that, that type of question as a, um, as a lead, you know, I wasn't, I was insulted, you know, um, wasn't, you know, and they didn't, you know, they didn't define. So, so what makes a great, a great, what makes a great dealer to begin with, let alone whether they be black or white. I mean, let's talk about that a little bit. That's one conversation I haven't had, uh, Uh, with the galleries I've talked to, you know, what makes, what makes a great dealer, what makes a great dealer, what makes a successful dealer for the artists in the community that they serve? Having a great clientele that respects the work, I think is very important. I think also having integrity and being knowledgeable about the work that you're selling, making sure that you're being true to that artist and showing the work um, in the way it should be shown. Um, I think that's number one, integrity and being knowledgeable and having a collector base that will not only support the gallery and support the work Mm -hmm. but understands the importance of supporting that artist and continuing to help the gallery through relationships and and that's kind of the hierarchy of what happens in the galleries often if you have a blue chip gallery or gallery that's doing extremely well they've they've got the rolodex but they've they've gotten the opportunity to kind of it's They've kind of had more opportunities, I will say, because they've normally, and I will just say it out loud, a lot of the white galleries have had um, more financially been able to handle the highs and lows of the marketplace and the art market so that if they've just have been able to weather the storms of the art market when it's low or when it's high, and often... um, galleries of color are normally the resources aren't there because we don't as necessarily I won't say that we don't support the black galleries but if you don't know we're here you don't support us um no one's going to say okay go over to this particular gallery this is an african-american gallery support them because they have some great artists that happen to be black so there's a lot of financial responsibility that that comes with owning a gallery so Mm -hmm. often we're lacking those resources but I think outside of that there's no difference I think between um, the blue chip galleries and a smaller gallery other than their Rolodex and the opportunities that they have outside of, of their connections and the people that they know where they're able to um, just 
have a market that normally a smaller gallery doesn't have access to. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a lot to do with financing, um, but I think number one, you have to have integrity and be knowledgeable about the work, um, and be willing to work with the artist and helping to build their career. It has to be two way, a two way street. I think the artist has to be involved with it as well. Yeah, it's a part. It's a it's a partnership. That's the one thing that you know. I don't I don't know if people really take into consideration. You know what I mean. The relationship with, with with the with the artist, the relationship with the collector, um, you know, providing a space, being their advocate, you know, sometimes artists I think are are, are you know can be short sighted, you know, honestly, you know, look for a short term game, short term game over long term value. I mean, you take you take a scenario where you invest your time, energy, and effort in presenting the artist's work and, you know, taking them to market, showing them to p- people, advocating for them online, offline. And, you know, at the end of the day, they question whether or not you deserve your, you know, your 40 or 50% or whatever it may be. Um, okay. And that's, and that's, you know, and that's, and that's a challenge or the collector that may decide to, Oh, well, let me, you know, let me call, call them up or inbox this artist and see if I can get a better deal or I want to deal directly with the artist. But what happens when you're trying to, you know, uh, maintain and, and sustain the, 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 the gallery, the artist, not only that individual artist, but the artist that the other artists that you work with and being a constant advocate, you know, I, you know, I have to tell people from time to time, say, listen, you couldn't afford to pay me if I'm charging you for what I'm doing for you. You know what I mean? Right. You, you know, right. they, they couldn't, they couldn't afford to have me on staff. And so, you know, and you can't, as an individual artist, I say this to my fellow artists out there, you can't be everywhere. So anytime you've got a dealer that believes in your work, that's putting in the effort to introduce your work to new clients in, in different markets than your own, or even the same market that you may be in, you can't be everywhere. And people decide to do business with who they do business with. But in order for this thing to really grow, uh, we have to look at this as a business in which it is. And right, then, and, and you said two words to grow and as a business. Yeah. That's so important. Yeah, and, and, and it's a partnership. It's a partnership that has to be built on trust and again uh-huh. integrity and, and, and so many different facets. And so we just have to find better ways to support each other and understand uh, that in order for you know, in order for it to be a win win for everybody, everybody has to has to benefit and do what what, what they do best, um, and work together. So Right. And also, I think also sometimes the collector, I don't mean to interrupt, but sometimes if you try to bypass the gallery and thinking, okay, I can go to Najee and I'll just buy it at a discount from him versus getting it at the gallery, you're really shooting yourself in the foot. Because once when you do that, you're lowering the market value of the art. So then when you want to get your work appraised or you want the market to say, your work was ten thousand, but you only paid five for it. You can't do that because you're lowering the value. And that's what a lot of collectors don't understand. You're lowering the value of your work because you're not paying the market price. And and that's the most important thing a gallery can do is they set your price and they make sure that people can't come in and undercut you and, and undersell the work for what the value is. Yeah. That's the whole import that's the most important part of a gallery as well, is giving them the integrity but keeping that price point so over time that work will appreciate because we're setting a standard mm-hmm. and you want to set a standard because because if you don't over time you'll end up sending your, you'll continue to sell at a discount and then people will just not want to pay what you're worth because they said why should i because you've sold it for less so i if you don't value the work why should i 
Yeah, yeah, and 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 and, and you're right, and it's a, and it's a business, and you know, there's you can't you can't grow if you're constantly doing that. The price is the price is the price. You know, whether you buy the price for me, the price is the price. Whether you buying it for me or Nicole Lonecker that's carrying my work for my upcoming show this weekend. You know, June 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 thirtieth through August thirty first in Houston, Texas, Texas. So, uh, but it takes those relationships, and really for me, the difference between you know the galleries that that we're most familiar with and a number of these mega galleries it's not only access to capital and the relationships but they've got the the the, the finances to have a, a a team of people on staff doing what they do it's a difference between a majority museum when you go in there and they got a hundred people on staff and then we got our black museums that struggle to have one or two people on staff and some volunteers there's only so much you can do with limited manpower and it takes a system of people in place doing what they do in order for things to grow and in order to have that system of people doing what they do they got to be paid so people have to be paid for their services in order for the whole system to work properly true yeah very true so um september gray you've got a great exhibit going up you're doing fantastic work in the atlanta area do you have any parting thoughts that you would like to share as we wrap this up i know that i just hope that people will realize how important the gallery is, that we do have great black art dealers mm-hmm. in the United States and abroad, and that I, you're, you're always welcome to come and see me here in Atlanta at September Gray Fine Art Gallery and to come visit and see Louis Bell's Art Show, which will be up until the first weekend in September. But I just say continue, um, continue to support the arts, collect the art, and to educate yourself on collecting why it's so important um and i just hope to see everyone at the gallery i I wish you much success Najee, with your upcoming exhibition i love your work i love what you're doing and i hope you'll continue as i will continue um uh, because what we're doing i think is phenomenal and great and something that we love and at the end of the day that's what it's all about so um I just thank you for taking the time to um, speak with me and get my thoughts on this. I hope we'll continue to have these discussions because I think it's so important. Um, and it's always a pleasure, of course, to speak with you. Um, yeah. That's my parting word. Yeah, always a pleasure to speak with you. And I don't know, did you give your website out and how people can reach you? Yes, it is septembergrayart.com. Um, and the gallery number is 404 nine oh two one nine two three again four oh four nine oh two nineteen twenty three and it's septembergrayart.com and you can also sign up to receive our newsletters we do art investment newsletters um on a quarterly basis and just kind of keep up with the exhibitions and things that we have going on throughout the year sounds good with september thanks for joining us for this um Pleasant. And I'm, you know what? I'm sorry. Don't mean to do, I think my gallery, I gave you the wrong gallery number. The gallery number is 907 1923. I'm so sorry. It's 907 1923. Okay, and that's 404. 404, yes. 404 907 1923. Uh, September great. Thanks for your time. It's been another installment of Bio Talks. Y'all have a good one. Take care. It's Najee. I'm out.
This is Najee Dorsey. You listen to another installment of Fire Talks. Be sure to follow Black Art in America at blackartinamerica.com and look for us on your favorite social media platform, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest. And remember, you can always shop for art online at www.buyblackart.com.